hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line ball to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is the guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right back. He's out. Dad Griffin. He's just fought. Stu Griffin. Oh, my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Griffin. This is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Vinnabush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, Victor. He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. A sheer stagger by a big left hand. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode number 60 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who drop the gloves and the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. Some big news for the podcast, as some of you saw on social media, the Five for Fighting podcast is now proud to be a part of the six-pack media coverage group. Um, I was recently reached out to by Andrew, who's the co-founder of the group, and uh, we went back and forth talking about the show and uh, they decided they wanted to sign me on for the the media group, so I'm very excited to be a part of it. And this is the first episode I'm releasing. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, being a part of the uh, six pack coverage group, so um, we'll see what the future holds for it. I'm very excited to be a part of it, and um, basically, so they cover anything, a lot of sports. They cover you know basketball, football, baseball, so they're all in there. They're just kind of up and running, or excuse me, um, they just started, so they're up and running now. And they're fairly new, but, you know, they they liked what I brought to the table as far as the hockey talk goes. So um, I thank you, Andrew, for reaching out to me and bringing me in on this. I'm very excited to see what that uh, what the future holds for us. Um, But, yeah, folks, if you want to check out other sports such as, you know, football, baseball, basketball, um, there's other hockey stuff on there, I believe now, too. So there's there's definitely shows on there. I got to get more familiar with them. I'm not I don't really listen to too much other podcasts besides a couple of the, uh, of course, the fourth line voice and Joe over the Coliseum Chronicles, but I'll definitely be trying to give them a listen, see what they're all about and see, uh, you know, about promoting the boys, of course, and helping, helping the media group grow. Um, you know, what does that mean for the show? Well, nothing really. It means that it's, uh, you know, we're going to keep running the same content over here. I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing what I do with the tough guy interviews, the interfo- the enforcer talk going live in the enforcer appreciation group. Nothing about it has changed. The only thing that's going to be a little bit different, excuse me for that, as we all have a lovely software update. I, I swear I, I update this goddamn computer every other day, and it seems like it's always begging me for another interview or another another interview, another update. So Jay out in Iowa, hopefully that scared you off your tractor again. I know that's uh, it spooks him out there when he's listening to it, but um, no. So basically, the only thing that's really going to change with the podcast is you know there might be some sponsorships to throw in here. Like uh, if you listen to Fourth Line Voice, he's got the DraftKings going on in the beginning and. Um, I know they're they're in talks with uh, different sponsorships and everything like that. So we'll be seeing uh, seeing where it goes. And one of the biggest things that uh, you know stood out to me with them as well is that uh, one they didn't want me to change anything. I made that I made that very clear. Um, and Andrew was awesome about it. I said you know I'd, I 
I don't want to really change the direction of the show or anything like that. I mean, I want to grow it, obviously, which, as you could tell, I've, I've started to become more prevalent on YouTube posting fight videos. And um, I posted the Nico Blatchman interview on there, which was the last episode. So that was a lot of fun, which we'll go into detail about that, too, or a little little Nico tough guy talk there. Um, but no, so, you know, there might be some sponsorship uh, ad placements here and there. But other than that, everything's going to be fine with the show and um going forward too, you know in the future there might be potential for some merch they do in-house merch with six-pack coverage so hopefully that we get a uh you know some good shirt designs going i've had um you know i i've wanted to do merch for quite some time and i told andrew this but my problem was i wanted to make sure i i don't want to do some third-party company and then you get sent a shirt and then it you know your design is gone two days in the wash because it's cheap quality so I wanted to make sure that it's, you know, a decent quality. And I thought about buying a box of shirts and just get, doing like um, a, a printing of them because my my work company, you know, my construction company, um, they we have our own guy out. I think it's on like the Clearwater area. Um, but he, he, does, he prints all of our work shirts. And actually, the quality of those is great. I've got some shirts that I've had since I started working at this company like two years ago that I've still held up. They're cracking a little bit now, of course, because, um, you know, working out in the sun and then uh, washing them over and over again over a span of two years, but I mean, overall, the, the quality on those is good. I thought about really doing a print of those, but my problem is I don't want to be stuck with a box of t-shirts and Andrew and I talked about that and said the same thing. You wouldn't want to be stuck with, you know, let's say I buy 50 shirts and 20 sell. And now I'm stuck with a box of 30 fucking t-shirts. So, um, down the line, hopefully we can, we can think of some merch ideas and get that, get the ball rolling on that. But, um, yeah, very, very happy to be a part of the six pack coverage group. Uh, never in a million years did I think, anybody would have any interest of signing me on to any like media group ever <laughs> because it's just you know it's my dumb ass behind a microphone the entire time uh just talking about what I actually enjoy talking about which is hockey fights and the tough stuff so um very excited to see where it goes and thank you Andrew for reaching out to me it's also backed by uh former NFLer Albert Hainsworth so we're looking to see what the future holds for us I'm very excited for it so thank you Andrew and thank you for those who reached out to me congratulating me um so anyways, the, the show will go on as scheduled. There's nothing that's going to be changing, like I said, other than maybe some sponsorships down the line that uh, uh, get thrown in there. But other than that, the show will go on with the Enforcer and the Tough Guy talk. Um, last episode I had on Nico Blatchman, and uh, it was a great interview. And unfortunately, a couple days after that, he had gotten traded or he got released from Florida, which I kind of the writing was on the wall for that. And I, I you know, I, I was trying to be optimistic, but he played one game and when they weren't activating him for a three game road trip versus Jacksonville, um, he knew it was kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, or it was, it was another Spain where it was like, you know, five or six games in a row. And I was like, Oh shit, man. Like, I don't know. So I tried to be optimistic, but luckily he has been picked up by the South Carolina stingrays. And actually was it last night or the night before. I can't remember. I think it might've been the night before. No, it was yesterday. Yesterday had a really good fight with Josh thrower of uh, Atlanta. When the South Carolina stingrays played them, you can go check that video out. I already have it up on my YouTube. I try to upload, um, definitely not the ECHL because they would never want you to tag them in their videos. So that's not what I upload. I just happened to search, uh, for fights of certain guys and upload them with their names because we don't do that here. <laughs> if you pick it up what I'm saying, but, um, no, he had a really solid fight with Josh, though, bringing energy, and it's good to see him. He's already been in for three games with South Carolina, so very happy for Nico. And he was a great guest, and he already said, you know, if I need another another guest to come on, give him a shout. So maybe we'll do like a mid-season uh, interview here coming up, like, I don't know, maybe February or something like that. 
um, see how he's like in South Carolina. And I'm curious to see. I told him I, anytime I uh, anytime I see he's in the lineup, I'll be I'll be looking at the South Carolina games closely. And sure as shit, he was already. Um, excuse me, I'm just getting over that little cold I had going on last week. If you heard it in my intro last week, I probably sounded super monotoned, and I was going. I was under the weather, and I was feeling like shit. Um, or not last week, but the week prior. So I'm finally getting over that. I still got a little bit of the sniffles, but I apologize for that. So, uh, but yeah, so Nico, he had said, you know, he's still going to go looking to put on a show and we'll do whatever. And what I really hope he does. And, you know, yes, I'm an Everblades fan right now, but of course I'm still, a fa- at the end of the day, I'm a fan of guys, uh, before the Everblades. Like, you know, I, I like, uh, Darian Scao, uh, Garrett Klotz. They're still rolling around in the ECHL. Um, Anthony Collins, he got, he fought somebody, he fought Ian Parker of the Solar Bears last night and, uh, kind of beat the fucking doors off of him. It was pretty good. Um, but yeah, so he said he's still going to to go put on a show. So what I really hope happens is uh, the Everblades play South Carolina sometime in January. I think it's January 5th, maybe. Um, so I'm really hoping Nico's in for that game because I know he's just going to run amok and start shit. So looking forward to that. Hopefully he's listening. I think he still listens to the podcast. Um, but Nico, if you're listening, uh, you're looking forward to your your return to Florida and uh, show the Everblades what you missed out or what they missed out on. Excuse me. So um, we'll see how that goes. But congrats to Nico for getting picked up by South Carolina and actually already throwing down with Josh Thrower. Those Thrower brothers out there in Atlanta are tough. So uh, much props to him. But uh, I apologize, folks. Um, I am actually not going to have much content coming out this month. This month is very busy for me. Well, hold on. Before we get into that, let me give a quick shout out. Of course, I mentioned them before, but my, uh, as, as, um, not Joe, as Darren would say, his off network friends with the, uh, you know, he's part of the hockey podcast network. So, um, my off media group friends is Darren over at the fourth line voice and Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles. Those two, if, if this is your first time tuning into my show and you enjoy the tough guy talk, those guys can provide you with more enforcer and tough guy talk. Darren specifically is the original enforcer podcast. He's helped me out in my entire journey. Uh, you giving me fight cards, tips of what to ask God, well, excuse me, what to ask guys and, um, really, really helped the whole podcasting thing and what to expect from it. And believe me, there's some days I wish I would have listened to him when he's like, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. Cause believe me, sometimes it is. <laughs> um, so go check his show out. He's got on plenty of guests. Um, great cat, excuse me, great back catalogs. I'm going to throw a pouch in here. Um, he's got a great back catalog. He's got, you know, John Morasti, Joey Tedarenko, Steve McIntyre, Dan Kopech, Josh Mazur. The list goes on. Clark Wilm. Um, he's done a fantastic job over there. And I know he just recently sold his condo and he's finally moving into his house. He just got um just got a new house and he's finally he got the HQ set up. He posted some pictures, he sent them to me, he posted them on Twitter. So looks like the the fourth line voice should be hopefully up and running by the end of December, I think. Um and then on the other side, as I mentioned, Joe Lazito over the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. You could maybe tell by the name, the Coliseum Chronicles. He is an Islanders fan, and all of his tough guy talk is exclusively Islanders guys. So if they were in their farm team, if they were in you know the AHL or ECHL teams with the Islanders, Joe still covers it. He just had on a two-parter with, uh, I think it was Steve Jakes. So he just had uh, a two-parter with him on. He just did... A recent episode, which I got halfway through, and then um, something I think I had to end up having to go to a damn meeting for work, and so I had to cut that short. But um, it just recently kind of said, or excuse me, he said what was the uh, the direction of the show they're going with the schedule and everything like that. I guess has been changing, so I didn't quite get into the meat potatoes of that. So I apologize, Joe. I'm halfway through it, 
um, as he was talking about the new arena with the Islanders, is of course, I think it's UBS Arena, or USB Arena, something like that. I know they just got it, so we'll see where that goes for the Islanders. But yes, you can definitely check that out. He's another great back catalog with Joe. He's got like this five-part saga with Trevor Gillies, and if you're, of course, speaking of uh, South Carolina Stingrays, uh, Trevor Gillies, another tough dude. Uh, tough NHL vet who was also there uh, at the later end of his career with South Carolina did a great job um, talking with him. He's got, like I said, it's like a five-part series or something like that. So definitely go check out Joe's back catalog as well. He's got Kerry Clark, everything like that. So plenty, plenty to go off of with both of those guys and my show. If this is your first time tuning in, I encourage you to check out the back catalog. And, you know, I, I've had Jock Mayotte, um, you know, I've had an LNH special, and I'm, so I'm trying to I'm trying to remember stuff that I've done because there's some stuff I almost forget I've done. I did a Bob Probert special with Danny Probert, the wife of Bob Probert. Um, I did an LNH special where I've got Curtis Swanson, Brad Lambert, Jason Renard on um, really early days of the podcast. Frank Bialois, Dan Tice, Jeremy Yablonski. So I encourage you, please, if this is your first time checking out my show, please go check out those other two. And of course, like I mentioned before, the boys on the Six Pack Media Coverage Group because they do a great job as well. Um, I've listened to at least uh, Andrew's interview, well, or not interview, but his show with Albert Hainsworth, the rookie and the vet. So they do a great job covering, I think, a lot of college football. Um, they're based out of Nashville, so they cover a lot of the Tennessee, uh, I think it's the Vols out there. So great job. Give me one second here. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. I had to go blow my damn nose. Like I said, I'm still just getting over this little cold or whatever I had. Um, but without further ado, we'll get into a little bit of the show. It's not going to be a long one today. Um it's going to be covering a couple topics here, but the big thing I, I want to, you know, kind of get through to people. I know last week I didn't have an episode. It was Thanksgiving. This month is actually fucking packed for me. So I apologize. There's not going to be, there's, I'm, I'm going to try my best to get an episode out at least once a week, but I think I'm going to end up having to skip at least one week, unfortunately. So I go on a hunting trip later this week to go visit my old Marine buddy out in Utah. Excuse me. And then. Um, I have one week where I'm back here, and then after that, we go right into um, my my wedding celebration. We've already, I've already married, but when COVID was around, we never actually got to use our venue. So finally, we're getting to use our venue. We've, it's crazy. We look back. We've been planning this wedding since 2018, so it's absolutely insane um, how much COVID derailed shit. So we're finally going to do that, and then literally three days after the wedding, we go up to Iowa and visit my my extended family up there, of course, my, that's where all my family's from. I only have four family members down here in Florida, so we'll be going up there to take a trip and uh, visit all of them for the holidays, and uh, I'd like to record an episode with Jay out in Iowa, of course, um, UHL Legends on Facebook, but I know he's been on Darren's show, and me and him, uh, we broke down some of the minor league mayhem tournament that Fourth Line Voice was going on, or uh, excuse me, he put on earlier this year, so I'd like to go up there. And maybe get a live episode. I th- I'm thinking we're going to do like a top 10 toughest Mallards players of all time or toughest Mallards uh, fighters of all time. So we'll see how that goes. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm not sure if it's going to be live yet, uh, but definitely some beer will be drank, some fight film will be watched, and a podcast will be had. So it should be a good time. Um, but yeah, I got a very busy schedule coming up this this month of December. It's like the busiest month I've had in a long time. I, I get like one weekend off, really. Um, as you know, we just had Thanksgiving and then right after that, going into my hunting trip, like I mentioned. So, um, I apologize for lack of content coming this month, but I'm going to try my best to get an episode out at least once a week. So, um, anyways, without further ado, we'll get into some of the topics today. So I don't have anything really written down. We're just going to kind of, you know, freehand it here, so to say, um, 
Well, one of the big things is, you know, Ryan Reeves, for whatever reason, stirs up so much controversy in the fight community. I don't know why. Um, a lot of fight fans will sit there and they'll scream about how much they miss old-time hockey and this and that, and then Ryan Reeves gives it to him, and then somehow that's not good enough. Well, he didn't do it in the way I wanted him to. Well, what do you want then? I, I don't understand this. Like, like, And it was just the other day when he fought that um, the kid from Montreal. I can't remember his name, Big Hair or whatever, and uh, he kind of <laughs> beat, the, beat the doors off of him. So uh, it is what it is, and he went to the media. Didn't say anything really bad. He just said, I assumed he could fight because, you know, he's an AHL guy. So he didn't know what to deal, what he was dealing with. But um, nothing really bad, I don't think. Like, I, I don't think there was anything malicious in the in what he said in the media. But, you know, some people like, you know, you got to show this kid respect and blah, blah, blah. And like, why? It's just like, like, what do you want him to do? Send him an edible arrangement for the fight <laughs> because he gave it to him? Like, this whole code thing and this respect and honorable shit. It's just so blown out of proportion. Now that's not what an enforce enforcing is not about that. That's not what enforce enforcement. The code killed enforcing itself. Enforcing was meant to impose your will on somebody and, you know, make them think twice about doing stuff, not give a handshake and, uh, you know, write a written contract agreeing what we're going to do during a fight and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's so stupid. So I just, I made a post about it and I apologize to Anthony. I was so here's my thing. When you run in a Facebook group, you get to see all the dumb shit that's said and people start topics. And when you know, it's just going to be dumb shit. I just delete the topic because for that reason, when people start spewing nonsense out in the group and what have you and saying insults and shit that that gets flagged, the group, the group will get flagged on Facebook. And at that point, once you get enough strikes against you, they shut down the group. So, you know, it worked my ass off to get 12,000 members in that group just for it to be shut down because somebody can't be a fucking logical person that has to motherfuck people for no reason. So I apologize. I made a post, called out Anthony, and I shouldn't have, but it, it just gets frustrating when you run run a group like that and you don't want to see all the hard work and there's a lot of former players in there and you don't want to see people getting bad mouth and shit like that. And um, next thing you know, the group is shut down and you have to start from square one again, which I would do it a little bit different, but... That's besides the fact. So I just don't understand this controversy around Ryan Reeves as to what. Oh, he only acts tough because he's the only one in the league. Okay, so why wouldn't you? If that's what your sole purpose of signing a contract in the NHL is for, why wouldn't you play it up and, you know, be that character to the best of your ability of the tough guy in the NHL? I'm not saying he's, he's not tough, but I mean, it's not like, you know, Bugard and McGratton or anything like that but in today's NHL when this is all that you have left everybody says they wish the, the hockey would go back to how it was and fighting and blah 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 well this is what you get this is this is all you have left when Ryan Reeves and Lucic are gone that's pretty much it you don't there's nobody else filling those fucking shoes quite yet uh, as I just don't know if kids like coming up through juniors are going to get a shot like that yeah there's always going to be kids you can adapt and fight but the sole tough guy coming up is just it's not prevalent and you know it's few and far between you got Cade McNelly you got Nico Blatchman who I just interviewed um talking about it and you know you can kind of adapt to it but it's not the easiest way so when you especially with all these fight limits in the the juniors AHL ECHL the NHL is the only league that doesn't have a fight limit yet which is kind of funny I don't know if if that's if that's the ultimate goal is to be like the NHL why would you put fight limits in looking at the ECHL and the AHL but 
I, I just don't understand this constant hatred towards Ryan Reeves as to why, you know, people don't like him. I'm an, I'm an old school hockey guy, but I hate Ryan Reeves and Probert would dummy him and, oh, it just goes on. And yeah, Ryan Reeves would be fine back then. He wouldn't be a heavyweight. He'd be a solid middleweight back in the 90s and 80s. He would have been just fine. He fought plenty of tough guys. Uh, if you ever go back and look at his fight card, you know, McGratton, Bordalo, um, guys like that. So it's just, I, I don't understand this constant hatred towards towards Reeves and why oh I, I you know I like the tough hockey but I just I can't fucking stand Reeves it's oh shut up it, it, it's, tell me you don't like tough hockey then because he's he's giving you a little flash in the pan of old school hockey and then you just shit on him so I don't understand like nobody hates fights more than fight fans as me and Darren say so it's just it, it's it's so stupid but the two big things that happened over I think it was over this weekend that just passed was um so Matthew Kachuk, it was a Matthew Kachuk, Matthew Brady Kachuk, whatever the Kachuk brother was that's on Ottawa. Um, sorry, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. And then Brendan Lemieux, of course, Claude Lemieux's uh, kid, got into a scuffle in the uh, the corner of the ice, and uh, you know it was it pure nothingness, really. I mean, it was just a a scuffle, but allegedly Lemieux bit uh, Kachuk on the hand, and. You know that brings me to the point of this is what this is what the NHL gets. I hope the NHL is happy because this is the shit that'll happen now because he took the all nice consequence out of the game. The all nice consequence, obviously, being the enforcer. You never saw anybody run it like you know Iserman, Hull, Gretzky, guys like that. You never saw that shit happen, and you wouldn't see guys biting back in the day either. I, I can't. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head of a few biting incidents that ever happened, and I remember. Uh, who was it? Burroughs, the other guy that did it. I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but that shit just didn't happen. And this is the result that you have because now, and I know he's, you know, might get disciplined or whatever. I know he's got a, uh, a hearing uh, via in, or was it in-person hearing via zoom coming up. So we'll see what actually even happens with that. Um, uh, but this is what you get now because everybody, it's free range to do whatever the fuck you want to people because you took out the honest consequence. And I, it's funny, I see people crying about it too. Well, one, if you're biting somebody, you should get your fucking, you should get your teeth caved in the next uh, next fucking game. You play that team. But it's not going to happen. Maybe Lemieux and, and Kachuk drop the gloves or whatever. And uh, I'm sure it'll be a couple jersey jabs and what have you. And uh, I, I don't think there'll be a good fight, bro, after that one. But either way, you know, it's not like it's going to be anything crazy. But the next one that came out was Marshan slew-footed somebody from Vancouver. The name escapes me of who he slew-footed. I apologize. Um, but that's what you get now, too. I have seen more fucking slew-foots this year. Obviously, the majority of them coming from P.K. Subban. Um, than any hockey season I can remember. Any NHL season I can remember off the top of my head. I've been watching NHL hockey for over 15 years now. Um, and I, you know, probably obviously over 20 but, you know, stuff that I could actually remember and, uh, you know, growing up and piecing stuff together was probably about 15, 15-ish years. So I never remember any slew footing incidents this prevalent as opposed to this season. And again, this all goes back because who does Marshan have to answer to? Who on Vancouver is going to sit there and go make Marshan answer the bell? Nobody. And so that's, that's, that's what you get now. And I saw people commenting, oh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but somebody should really go tune up Marshan. Well, who the fuck is going to go do it? Because Vancouver's got nobody. And I don't mean that, in a, you know, in a bad way, but like, seriously, who the fuck is going to go make Marshan pay for that? Nobody. 
because you can't go make guys accountable anymore. The legal punish you more. The legal punish the the retribution more than it actually would the slew foot. I mean, we'll see how many games are fine, whatever, because I know Marshan's got a hearing for that too. But the actual consequence of somebody going up and just grabbing Marshan and piss popping them would be more you you the the league would come down harder on that than it would the actual action and the more dangerous play of a slew foot. And somebody made a good point. It's like this play is le- this play is more dangerous than the actual fight itself, which it is. I mean, you could tear a guy's ACL doing that. You could fucking put him on the back of his head. You can, you know, do a, bu- a bunch of different shit can come from a slew foot. It was, of course, it was near the boards too. So he, luckily the guy got up and he skated away, but he was going in near the boards and he almost looked like a fucking lawn chair the way he folded up to it. And that shit's dangerous. But nobody's going to go make Marshan pay for it because there is nobody to go do it. And again, even if they did, the league's going to come out, and then oh, not only the league, the fucking hockey Twitter would blow up. Oh, my God, he just jumped Marshan. Well, well, maybe it, here's the thing that's funny about hockey Twitter, too. Because it's Marshan, everybody would be applause. But if it was a one-off incident and, uh, you know, somebody grabbed, Mar- you know, let's say Marshan had a clean history and never never had any of the shenanigans that has, you know, followed him his entire career. But let's say somebody just goes up after that and pumps him. And, oh, my God, why would they do that? He jumped him. That guy should be suspended and fined and Give them the old Tom Wilson treatment where everybody automatically wants 46 games for, uh, you know, grabbing a guy and kind of jumping them. But that's what enforcement used to be. Now it's turned into this. Well, people, it has, it's turned into it because the fucking players themselves bought into it. But it turned into this whole, oh, let's have a fight, bro. Yes, I'll drop my gloves. Okay, we'll make sure we square off. And, oh, I'll throw a couple jersey jabs. Good fight. Can't wait to work out with you in the summer. And that bullshit that's been mic'd up over and over again in today's hockey. And it's just so stupid. That's not what enforcing is. That's not what enforcement is about. You know, the actual definition of enforcement, if you look it up online, and I'll pull it up here. So let's see. Enforcer definition. None of it says fucking be a violent gentleman. None of it says that shit. So informal in sports, a strong, aggressive, or intimidating player whose role is to protect teammates or dominate an area of the field of play, i.e. hockey. Where in there does it say, I need to fucking have a gentleman's agreement and give a bum tap and a fucking kiss after a fight? Nowhere. That's not what enforcing is. That's what the fucking, that's what this has turned into. And people just eat it up. I don't understand why people love it so much. This whole, oh, you know, it was the handshake at the end that really made the fight. Oh, give me fuck off with that, dude. That's not what fucking enforcing is about. And like I said, fight fans have bought into this too. It was the whole thing with Reeves. This whole, oh, it's got to be honor and warrior mentality and blah, blah, blah. Fuck that, dude. And even my interview with Blatchman, he tells you how stupid the fight rule is because now if somebody fucks around on one of his teammates, but he's at a fight limit, he's at 10 fights, he can't just go and drop the gloves and piss pump the guy because now he's going to get a game for it. So he gets punished because uh, uh, he was protecting a teammate from an opposing player acting stupid. And that's that, that's the... That's the culture now with with the on-ice policemen, so to say. So I just, I don't understand why why it's just gone on like this. And it's so, it, it's frustrating to see as a fight fan that the role of an enforcer, even folks who claim to be enforcer fans, ha, have just lost in translation throughout the years. You, you see people too. Oh, Probert would never do that. Never jump a guy or blah. Oh, please. Probert ran goalies and hit guys while they were down, headbutted Sandy McCarthy. What are we talking about? Why? Where is this illusion that these old school guys were, you know, classy, the violent gentlemen? 
Where was this fucking illusion happening? Bugard wouldn't have done that shit. Everybody's seen the video of Bugard calling out the entire fucking Anaheim Ducks bench. I think it was during the playoffs. And the entire place is just going apeshit as soon as he steps on the ice. He's not there for a fucking handshake and a duel. That's not what he's there for. Everybody wanted him on the ice for one fucking reason, to go in force after the Ducks were playing stupid versus the Wild. So now, this is the result. I hope the NHL is happy because this is the result. You have biting and you have more slewfoots than I've ever seen in an entire fucking season because he took the on-ice consequence off. The enforcer's gone, and even the guys that do fight now, and there's no disrespect, you know, is, is, you know, props to them for actually dropping their gloves, but it's turned into jersey jabs, good fight, bro, see you next season or see you next game. How is that a consequence on the ice? It doesn't, that doesn't do anything. That doesn't make you say, oh, I won't do that again. No, because, oh, I can do it again, and we're just going to, you know, handshake and fucking high five after a fight and the entire hockey world oh it was great it was just so great seeing them seeing them you know high five and that, that's what really made this better that's why hockey's the best sport oh please just it's so stupid and it's all over hockey twitter i just don't understand it so it's there's not too much to cover today. Like I said, it's kind of more so an update for the podcast, but those are the few topics I wanted to go over. And it's just so frustrating to see. I just, and when you see it in fight groups and it's so prevalent, and then when you call somebody out for it and even like somebody said, um, I forget who it was, but after the whole Ryan Reeves and that kid from Montreal, well, Chris Nyland would never do that. No, Chris Nyland would have butt ended you in the fucking mouth. How respectable is that? Go ask Rick Middleton how his fucking face was after Chris Nyland got him with a Sherwood. Where in there? Was that respectable? Was that honorable? No, it wasn't respectable. There was no fucking violent gentleman agreement to that. That's what enforcing was. Was Am I saying that's right to do? No, not necessarily. But sometimes that's what you had to do to get your point across. It was the same thing with Dave Brown when he cross-checked Sandstrom across the fucking face. That's what enforcing was. And that's no knock on Chris Island. Chris Island's my favorite enforcer of all time. But that's what he would do. That's what enforcing is. Go watch the extra of Ice Guard, or was it? Fucking The Last Gladiators on Darren's, Darren's channel. Listen to fucking Marty McSorley speak. That's what an enforcer is. Listen to Tony Twist talk. That's what an enforcer is. Not this whole fucking, oh, we're going to agree and blah, 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 and then go down and we'll look real good on Twitter. And don't worry, the hockey community will commend us for high-fiving. That's not it. They just It's it's ridiculous. So I've gone on. I'm chewing my food twice here at this point. But anyways, folks, I appreciate you sticking around. Uh, you know, I, I didn't have an episode out last week. But going forward, I'm going to try to get one out every week here. Uh, I wanted to make this a quick, short episode. We're going on about 30-ish minutes here. So um, that should be plenty. So anyways, if you want to follow the podcast, feel free to do so. You can follow it on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you just search Five for Fighting Podcast, it'll pull right up on all of them. Uh, give it a follow. Give it a like. I encourage you to go check out my YouTube channel. Again, I definitely do not post ECHL fights there because that would be wrong, and I never tag them because they would flag it. Um, but I do post fights. Um, yes, I do post fights from the ECHL. They just have a really weird rule about um, tagging them in it. They'll flag it and take it down and what have you. So it, it's it's pretty annoying, but... Um, any fight that happens throughout the uh, throughout the week, I'll post up there that evening, and um, you can, you're free to look at it. You know, so go check out the YouTube channel. I'll post interviews there. I'll post episodes up there. Um, the solo one, I don't have anything. Rec- I don't have an actual video recording. This will just be audio. I don't have the video up today, so I will uh, make that happen. And we will have plenty of fights throughout the season. Hopefully, there's been some good ones so far. And like I said, Anthony Collins has had a really good one. So I encourage you to check out the YouTube channel. And as always. 
please go check out Six Pack Media Coverage now. Again, I'm very thankful to be on with the with the guys and gals. There's guys and gals on there. Um, you get plenty of sports talk on there. There's other stuff. There's I think there's fitness talk they're looking into. Um, even some show where it's like cooking. So I mean, fuck, you, you get a little bit of everything there. So um, go check out Six Pack Coverage um, and. Hope you guys enjoy. Stick around. I'm trying to get an interview lined up. We'll see how it goes. It's really bad. Interviews are always hard during the holidays because everybody's got so much going on, as as do I. So um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you on the next You got to fight for your